Into. Alright. Let's get started. You may learn something. Let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to Black and Thought, where we take a look at current and cultural issues, applying that Afrocentric drip to them. Your hosts tonight are... We got the Professor, Dale, J.B., D., and me, Ill Will. So tonight's episode, we're going to dig deep. We're going to take it deep to the black community. We're going to talk about the unique challenges faced by black business owners. Um, and... What that kind of entails is, you know, support and how we as a community support and, you know, handle and grow our black businesses. So we're going to dive deep, and I think this is going to be a real good one because we, we have several business owners here. And, of course, in Black and Thought, they're black. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's get it started, gentlemen. So what do you say when you go to a restaurant, black-owned, and you're the only customer, and it takes like 35 minutes to get your food? Oh, why is that? Now, we know why we stay away, but are we really looking at the reason why that happens when you walk in and, hey, I'm the only one here. I can go ahead and get that five-piece fish, two-piece chicken. I should be in and out. And 30 minutes later, you're asking about your food. <laughs> But they do give you a free Tahitian treat, though. <laughs> that Tahitian <laughs> treat. And pound cake for your time. Tahitian treat, though. For your time. That makes sense. Why hard. is that? I, I, I think a lot of times um, when we talk talking about black businesses, you know, white businesses, or just business in period, uh, period I think black people sometimes have um, – we, they have the idea, right? They have the idea of starting a, a restaurant in this case, uh, but they don't have the experience um, to to know how to operate it. So they're not prepared, you know, sometimes in, in, in the situation you're talking about, you're going to order some fish and some chicken, some fries, and, and I'm, I don't know anything about the restaurant business, but, you know, maybe they don't have the stuff set up. The grease may not be hot. You know, the fish may not be unthawed or whatever the case may be. So, so it end up taking taking them 30, 35 minutes to make something that should take five. So I think I think a lot of times with black businesses, we have great ideas, but sometimes we don't do the work. Um, we don't do the work prehand to, to figure out how to... Um, that, that made me... Um... Go back to an article I saw. And okay. it, it, it tripped my mind. The article, name of the article, 11 Realities Faced by Black-Owned Businesses. So we're going to go through these 11 things. Hiding race. And I was like, hiding race. Just so you can pull customers that aren't black. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's crazy. After that was fear of being a sellout. Depending on what type of business that you have, you know, will it apply to the black community or black people? Um, fractured finances. Uh, not having enough money to keep to keep to keep the business going, lack of consistent and unconditional support. At times, we have hard times continuing to support a business, especially a black-owned business, when you feel you've been wrong. Which we talked about that in the previous episode for forgiveness. Meeting unrealistic expectations, shooting too far for you know the demographics, I guess, of the area that your your business is in. Um, ignorance about effective business practices, um, not knowing how to conduct proper business. A lot of people aren't trained 
on, you know, proper ways to invoice, um, knowing simple terms like net 30, 60, 90, can, things can like I that. Can I jump in one quick second? Hold on, let me get through them all first. Um, all money ain't good money, um, which you, you, you do have to realize at times, you know, that is, that is a very true statement. Um, questioning of product and service integrity, belief in value, uh, competing instead of collaborating, and emulating stereotypes. What you got, JB? Um, something that comes to mind for me, a lot of people, and this isn't just black business, this is business period, people who are good at providing a service or they're a, a craftsman or they're a technician or they, they know how to provide a service and they have a good quality product, they just don't necessarily know how to run a business. Yes, I so, agree. You know, it's like you, you may be good at something, but if you don't know how to market it, you know, sell it, get your money, you know, back have a customer service, all, all of those things that are, that are part of a business, that's those pieces that struggle. So you talk about the length of the time, how long this is taking, this, that, and the first. There may be, and a lot of times it's family-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. So you got your cousins involved, you got your, your nephew involved, your sister, your brother. So, you know, all those dynamics come into play on these smaller businesses those are real. Cha- those are challenges for any business. Yeah. And let alone when you talk about you know working capital and those types of things and having money to um, to operate, it's 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 definitely challenging. So it's 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 tough for all small businesses, but it's even more tough for black owned businesses, especially when it comes to the the working capital piece. I think I think what we do is um, sometimes you can put your passion and. Hey, I love to cook. I love to sew, whatever it may be. So you go out there, I'm going to go do this and make this here. So you have a passion at sewing, but you have, like like JB just said, you have no idea, no idea how to invoice or things like that. So I think all that is going to play where consumer come in, consumer wants this, that chicken you talked about, Professor. And like Dale said, your grease is not hot. You wait till that customer come in, now you turn the grease on, now you got, 20 minutes for the grease to get hot. Then you got to drop the chicken, you know? So I think it just, it, I think it's the operation part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes too, I think as we struggle with is that you're a small business. So in my, I guess my recommendation is that you're a small business, but don't think small, right? Run your business like you're a corporation. Cause if you run if you run as a corporation, you'll be much more structured. And from the outside looking in, no one knows you're a small business. Or, or just a one and two op- main operation. Yeah, mm. that's a good point, Great ID. Point. Great point. You run it like a corporation, but again, and I like the distinction that JB had between having a small business and having a black business. Lack of resources. You know, you can't get equipment. You can't get certain suppliers. You can't get a hold of certain things you need to run your business optimally. So optimally. So that's why when you go to a black business, they have a great idea, they have a great concept, they have a great product, but there's always that missing piece. So when they go to provide you that service, so they, many hurdles. They've had they had hurdles, they have to improvise, and you're like, man, I can't patronize. And don't think that they're not frustrated because they have everything vested into it. So they're one moment away from failing their dream. But I would say right. seek out. You know, um, I, I tell all businesses, they, there is the information is here, out there. The money is out there. There is people who can help you get from point A to point B. 
But sometimes, you know, we have to humble ourselves and ask for that help. Uh, we try to do it ourselves. This is my passion. I'm going to make this work. Just say, hey, I don't know. I need help. That's a big part of it. And I mean, and something that I've looked at, you know, when it comes to businesses and things like that is, you know, credit is huge in the mm. business world. And, you know, Leverage. as far as black folks, we don't start out with credit like we don't. a lot of these uh, white businesses and others start yeah. out with because, you know, from families that we've come from, you know, in poverty and things like that, credit wasn't a, a priority. It was uh, putting food on the table yep. and uh, providing for your kids um, to where, you know, in other circumstances, oh, Jimmy, you got to make sure your credit's good. Uh, we got to uh, make sure you don't mess that up. Hey, your white man voice is terrible. <laughs> I'm not. It wasn't supposed to be good. <laughs> but you know, that was Asian. <laughs> Asian named Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy Wu. Oh, Jimmy Long. <laughs> yeah, as, as, man, as we know, in, fat. In, <laughs> uh, in life, period, whether it's business or just personal credit, is is leverage. Yeah, like like credit can allow you to do so many things. You know, um, and we talking about difference of. 50 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You no, know, it, it can determine if, if you're going to pay, you know, 7% or 0.9. So, so how does a person, so this is the dilemma. What if a person has a great business, a great business model and they have everything they need to start this business, but they don't have the credit. What resources are available? Mm. You gotta get investors. Right. Investors, right? Man. That's it. Investors. You gotta get right. investors, and I or, and I think I think that as as black people, you know, we talk about trying to invest, and you know, that's where we can really put our money where the, where our mouth is is investing in black businesses. You know, being getting investment club going in, in, in black businesses and help these businesses get on their feet. You know, and and get some of that working capital in right. place. So um, I, I think it takes a lot of investment. So, and I also know, you know, black banks, black credit unions, those types of things. I mean, no, I'm sure that those type of programs are out there. You know, I don't own a business, but I know that those those things exist. But um, I would tell you, man, with black banks and black cranes, they struggle. They 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 struggle. Um, most of the time, they are located within their community, so they're looking to loan to the people who's within their community, which is us who don't have the credit score. So they're, they're, they're loaning to us, but at the same time... On the back end, they're probably taking it at an even higher rate There you go. larger banks. And then they're, they're passing on. So nothing against them, but you got to remember, a black bank, a lot, lot of your black banks, black banks especially credit they they struggle. That's a good point. Didn't think about it like that. Because like you said, um, you know, they're trying to survive and then just for them to survive dealing with another bank who's going to give them the higher interest rate just for them to do business just with them. Just for them to loan out money. And, you know, that I mean, that, that causes issues. And, and unfortunate, you have the unfortunate part, you know, where you're continuing to give out money to your community, but then people aren't paying that money That's back. It. And, you know, loans are defaulting and things like that. So that gives them um, a harder time to being able to lend out and do more things when it comes to the community and that they serve. That's a good point. Yeah. So I think another thing too, as far as black businesses is that some of the successful business owners can help bring up the new business owners. You know, if you've been through it, you know, it's a lot to know. And, and you know, so as a new business owner, you may say, Hey, 
um, do this, don't do that. Talk to this person, talk to this person. Cause we have, we've, we've been through those problems. So let, let me help another person, not skip, skip that hurdle. And therefore you, you are ahead, ahead. Yeah. And I know we talked about that on the previous, yeah. uh, previous podcast, as far as paying it forward, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe, and, you know, maybe it's not with a, a loan, maybe you don't have it to get a loan, but definitely information is just as good as a knowledge is definitely good, just as good as money in some situations. So, I mean, I think that's another thing we can do as black businesses is definitely uh, pay it forward to the up and coming. Something else too, to make sure we was talking about, um, I think, I think a mistake that they may have some make is trying to cater to the black people. Um, just, just, knowing your audience, this, I mean, it's it's huge but, when it comes to. But can you really survive your business, depending on what you're doing, just catering to black people? I'm, it's not. Nece- I don't think it's necessarily catering to okay. black people. I mean, if you if you if you understand your target audience, um, then it's it's not going to be just black gotcha. people. Gotcha. Um, now, if if it's in the black community, the bad part about it is outsiders aren't going to steadily uh, readily come in because of course the stereotypical oh, I'm not going over there because it's that mm-hmm. part of town and things like that but I mean in, in those aspects you you have to branch out and then you know hopefully you can do online stuff so mm-hmm. you know these same people who are on the outside who are afraid to actually walk into the brick and mortar um, they can see your product online and buy it well, 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 that's, I, that's a good point I can answer D's question when he says that can you and it's about demographics. Can you bring a product and have your own people uh, patronize? The mm-hmm. answer is yes. Because if you look at it, <clears throat> a lot of our communities are poor, but still they have access to Louis Vuitton, MCM, Nike, mm-hmm. Jordan, Retro, et cetera, et cetera. We're not talking small money products. We're talking about high value money products, right? So we have our 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 uh, our, uh, our white. Uh, product providers, and they're bringing in all these foot lockers and so on and so forth to our community, which typically is below poverty line. But still, again, out of the 15% of minorities who fuel the economy, 8% of that are blacks, right? But we can't get a fish spot or a cleaning service or a pest control service to be patronized by our own people. But when they bring in these foot lockers and these jewelry stores and these other uh, type of uh, products, man, we they take off in our community. Why do you think that the A-Raps b- bring stores to our community? Why do you think you have a tel- uh, certain uh, shoe stores in our community? Because they do profit from us. We're fools. We don't know how to prioritize. Right, we, are, we know how to spend, but we don't know how to save. We know how to labor, but we don't know how to own. So that's why they bring it to our community. Because we look at something, you know, you would think uh, consumers. Uh, uh, yeah, we're consumers. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that's why. That's what we we just again. It goes back to what we talked about our mindset and uh, when we talk about Willie Lynch and the programming of our minds. You know, you can bring a shoe, a Footlocker in the hood, that's going to take off. But bring a restaurant or a laundry mat, they're going to struggle because people will buy a pair of shoes before they do their own laundry. Yeah. So I'm just throwing it out as an example. All right, like 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 we've been saying, um, looks like we got a caller. We got a uh, Ed on the line. Um, Ed, this is kind of what we've been talking about: yeah, the unique challenges that uh, black business owners face, and kind of the stuff that we've talked about is um, funding, credit, 
uh, things of that nature. Um, if you can, kind of give us like a little bit of your background and um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, my background, I work in the financial industry. I'm an internal auditor for a, uh, a, a large bank in the area. Uh, my thoughts about supporting black businesses, it's got to be something that is, uh, my main thought is it's got to be something that's pushed uh, by each and every black person in our community and leaders in our community. Um, it's something that we've got to take a bit more ownership of, uh, the good and the bad, uh, about the difficulties that black businesses face. Um, I, I, uh, with the, with financial issues, as far as funding, um, and, employees as well as operation operational issues uh things like that we've got to really take a uh take a, a focus on it and try to pump more of our money into black businesses i agree it's about a, a, a lot of good points um getting our leaders more involved so when, when you say that what does that look like i'm sorry did you say that again i said um when you, when you say getting our leaders more involved, what does that look like? Uh, to me, it's uh, anybody could be a leader. If you're a leader of your household, if you're a leader in, in your community, um, uh, the way a lot of inner cities work, it's the the youth football coaches. You got the school teachers, the black teachers. You got, uh, anybody who's in a prominent role in your community should make it a point to lead by example as well as teach the people that are coming after them that it's important to spend your dollar with a black business instead of spending it with uh, a white business, even if at some point it, it may be a, a bit of an inconvenience because I know we're all uh, a bit um, a bit spoiled being in the United States. So, so the – you mentioned something about spending your money with the black business versus the white business. Are you saying like, when, when you say versus the white business, you're talking to big stores, little stores? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. My phone was breaking up again. I'm sorry. When you say spend your money with the black business, so you mean like, I agree with you, seek out black business for your products or services, okay? Um, you're talking about maybe cutting some of the big box stores? Yeah, I would, uh, for any products or services, I would, especially this day and age and what's going on in America at this time, uh, we should take a focus and try to put our money into black businesses, if at all possible, for any products and services that we use currently. So let, let me ask this. So, which I agree, we, we should do that. I agree supporting black businesses. So, but if we stop supporting other businesses where black people work at, and if that's going to affect them, so now you got black people losing jobs because we're not supporting them. How how do we how, how do we balance that? Not necessarily because if you pump your your money into black businesses, those black business owners are going to hire black people. The white businesses, I honestly, I work in basically the in all the regulations and rules around this. Okay. So what these companies do is they take whatever the federal guideline is and say. We're going to make sure we meet this quota of minorities, and minorities doesn't mean black people. 
minorities means anybody that's not white, including women. That is true. So that it's not really helping black people. Yes, you're getting black people in certain positions, but there's always going to be a glass ceiling for the black people in those companies and those corporations. There's not, they're, they're never going to let the black people truly be in charge of those companies because it's not for us. But the things that we are creating with these black businesses, if we pump money into those, they're going to in turn have enough business that they're going to need to hire more people. And who is a, who is a person more likely to hire? They're going to hire somebody that looks like them, somebody they can relate to. See, I, I disagree. I um, As an entrepreneur, I, I hire the person that's best fit the job. Because just because you look like me, and, if if you can't, and I would love to hire you, I would love to hire you because you're black and we look alike. But if your credentials and you're not best for the job, I have to do what's best for the business. Otherwise, I'm putting that business at a disadvantage. No, I'm not saying put your business in jeopardy because you want to just solely hire black people. But all of the major the major corporations in this com- in this country, in this local regional area, the major companies. Who do you think those white guys are putting in charge? But hear me out. But I'm, they're I'm, putting their friends in charge. They're putting their family in charge. They're putting other white guys in charge. That's simply what it is. But I'm, what I'm saying is. As a small black business, if you focus on just hiring yes. black people, right? But if you're not well, what qualified, kind of role are you putting in? You're not gonna who make, knows? You're not going to make a random person your CFO. You're no, going to no. put them in an entry-level position. But so they're not good enough to do an entry-level job? No, what? Sometimes, no. They're serious. Sometimes black, black, green person, they are not good enough to do an entry-level. And I'm telling you from a business perspective, they're not good enough. Everybody is not good enough to do entry level. Don't think that. So let me let me interject. They're not. The, the, the thing I'm struggling with, and Ed, I agree with where you're going with this. The thing I'm struggling with is minorities fuel the economy, however, only make up 15% of owned businesses in America. You said that. Right? So the thing I'm struggling with is it's the reason why we don't support is because of our lack of value system for our own, right? So everybody can say, well, we don't trust and customer service, so forth and so on. But the truth is, we can go completely black-owned. And if they're not qualified, we can create a training program to where they can become qualified. So the answers are there. The problem is we lack a value system for our own. Exactly. Like, it's a, it's a much deeper subject if you want to go into it. You go back to slavery. It really is. Into, okay, slavery, slavery ends, and then you got and then you, you got Jim Crow and, the, and things of that nature. You got all of these regulations and rules that I literally spend my, my day learning and knowing about. It's my job to know about, to make sure that the people in my financial institution are doing what they're supposed to do so that this, the bank that I work for doesn't get fined. It's set up to make everything it's set up in the financial in- industry to to make it difficult for black people. Yep. It's uh, it's we don't have the educational background to to, to uh, own the accounting world, but literally accounting is it's it's we we have we have we have black people who are beginning to be more educated, but it's the whole language of accounting is just to make sure that people get mixed up. You learn the language, you learn, you know how to do it. It's simple as that. That's it. Imagine, yeah, so basically, as a, as a bank, look at your credentials on paper. When you 
go to them, hey, I want to get money. They're looking at you on paper. If your numbers and everything's intact on paper, do they give a damn if you black or white? Of course they do. You think so? Of course yeah. they do. So so yes, so do. Oh, so on paper, if your yes. score, if your if your opinion all lines up, you mean they're gonna care about giving you money and you got all the credentials? They so, do. So 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 I will say this. They I, do. I, I, so I listen, have, I have listen. a story. I have a story. All right, go ahead. Ed. So I have a very close friend. A very I have a very close friend of mine, and uh, he and his business partner both have eight hundred plus credit scores. They they it, they have it. When they were starting their their joint venture together, they tried to get a a credit line so that they could take care of their payroll instead of paying it out of their own personal pockets like they had to do for about three to four years. They continued to go from bank to bank to bank, and they would get told no until he had the conversation with his neighbor, who's a black man from Philly, hood dude, but he just so happens to be the regional manager of business lending for a, a bank. So he tells him the story and he says, oh, I'm going to call a guy. This will be done very soon for you. I got you. And then in, in, a, in a short matter of time, he has a half a million dollar credit line to cover expenses for his, for his business. So, <clears throat> so for let me... all these, these years, once again, it's, 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 it's regulations. It's just like, it's just like laws in America when it comes to police and things of that nature. There are so many things that will that it will say, yes, you can't you can't discriminate based on gender, race, sex, how many children you have, anything like that, right? They can't make a decision based off that. But there's some other loophole that they are allowed to make a decision on that can get them out of being able to get in trouble for not giving you money because you're black. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'll say this. I mean I, I think I think it's when you talk about it, it's got to be hit from, you know, at, at, like anything, you got to hit it from different fronts. So I, I so I totally agree with we, we have to invest in our black businesses. We do. We have to in, empower them and strengthen them. But we also have to make sure that we are in those other corporations, because in this instance, that brother being in that corporation helps your friend get to what he needed to get to. You know, so he can start his business, and he can, mm-hmm. and he can, and now he can pay it forward. You know, to someone else. So it's going to take, you know, Team. it's going, it's going to take us being in these corporations and doing and doing the things that we need to do to support our black businesses, and as individuals investing in these black businesses on the other side too. It's, it's going to take a lot of that. Best thing I saw on the meme: If race doesn't matter, why is it on the application? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So my thing is why exactly why, so so in so so you absolutely correct race does matter and and I know and I know kind of what you were saying Ed, that like I work in the banking industry too so I I definitely agree hundred percent they always find loopholes to deny you um, and it'd be the smallest thing you know it'd be you had a late payment. 10 years ago so we're going to deny you even though you got an 800 credit score now but you had a late payment 10 years ago but really it's because you was a black man or a woman and you know what i mean because they you know they do that too so it it, it definitely is out there again my biggest thing is the the plot is separation 
like uh, JB said, we could get in these corporations, but since we fuel the economy, why can't we just put our own money together and make it happen? Why do we need the corporation? We can create our own banks. We fuel the economy. Yeah, you I can do so that, for, but, but it's so, but but knowledge. But, well, the other thing, too, is that can't happen instantly. It's, it's got you, it's, it's, it's a process. So Absolutely. you, you got to leverage the positions that you have in corporate America right now to establish these black businesses so they can become corporations owned by blacks. Right. Because so, I know we had a conversation off air. We were talking about a black credit union that um, – it's hard for a black credit union to loan out, give you, give a black business a good interest rate because they're getting charged right. um, a higher interest rate on the back end. So, so I get what you're saying. Why can't we just put our money in? But I know like thinking about going back like the Tossum and the black wall street back then, that's mm -hmm. what they did. They did that. Um, they but, did. but also they also started from somewhere. They had to go make that money to, you had to make that money working for the white man. The military money. Yeah, you got to make that money and then have to come over and put that back to the black business. So we can't just, like like JB said, it's not just wake up one day, let's put our money together and, you know, yeah, it's, it's, buy, it's, it's, a, it's buy a, a whole neighborhood. And it's a strategic plan that has to be put in place by us as a people over time. to really hit it from all these different areas to create the most impact. Yeah. That's what I believe. And I and I think I think that investments in the black businesses is by by our people mm -hmm. go, will go a long way. Just to your point, Professor, where That's you talk about when we you know we we are consumer driven as a community. You know we don't we're not an investment driven. So and I know that people don't have a lot of money to invest, but hey, if you do have money to buy, you know more leisure type things. Maybe set that set ten percent, fifteen percent of that aside, and invest it in the businesses that are in your community. It's funny you said that, man. Um, like, you no, know, we offer a four hundred one k, and um, you'd be you'd be surprised. We do like a four percent match. You'd be surprised that the some are of our people who won't take advantage of that four percent match because. And I you got to be understanding to that. I think I think that comes from the that. from the. Not, not the knowledge, you know. Like I'm giving you. Yeah, one one part of it is free money. Part of it is they don't have the education. That's they, it. They don't know about it. Mm -hmm. The second part of it is, what is their regular financial situation? Yeah, they, they, they may need they may need money they may need it. money now. They may need they, they may, may they may not or be able to afford that. They may not though. Paycheck or whatever it is, they can't do that. They don't have the money like that. So or you or gotta they have understanding in that situation. No, no, I agree. They may not. Or, but but if you look at it, if it's when you explain to them, hey, this is pre-tax. So what what you put in actually may save you paying less taxes. We still could put more money in your pocket. But once again, that's a whole other education piece. We can go there later on. Yeah, so. I, I think the educational piece of it, the the paying it forward piece, the investment piece. Leveraging relationships in corporate America, it's, it's all part. I mean, you look at the individuals that have their platforms. Look at LeBron. Hey, he's taking he's taking his platform and his and his influence, and he's putting it. And he's paying it forward. You know, with a school. Now he's trying to you know register to vote. I mean, he he he's actually putting putting his money where his mouth is. So, and he's using that that he had. Like, and there's been other athletes who haven't used that that platform. Um, but he is, and he sees it, and he, and I think that him coming from the area that he was in, and the situation that he was in, and he he was always the type of person that 
you said, man, that guy's got a great head on his shoulders. I mean, all, all the the hype and everything else that he had to navigate through, you know, it was him, his boys, you know, his mother was on substance abuse, had substance abuse issues. So all, all these things was pointing to him to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, he had God given talent, but he still had a great mind to go along with that talent. And he's just leveraging his uh, situation to become a, a, a billion dollar industry on his own. But, but I think also I, I talking about LeBron and one of the things we mentioned early in the, earlier in the episode was knowledge. He didn't, he didn't walk in with that knowledge, but no. he, he learned from, he the, seeked it. Yeah, he, he did. He, he seeked, seeked it, knowledge, but he learned from the people that came before him and, and the, how they ran their businesses, not so, just athletes. So but that's what, with, with us. And that's what I always say all the time, go seek that knowledge. Yeah. Cause the knowledge is out there. Don't be afraid to have. I've had people call me and say, "Hey, let me back up." So I think sometimes, sometimes as business owners, I think that one of two things: we are afraid to reach out to someone in our a veteran in our same industry and say, "Hey, this is what I'm doing. I need some advice." Now, granted, I'm not saying you got to give me any proprietary information or anything like that, but there, believe it or not, a lot of us are willing to help each other. Or on the second half, if if we say, hey, I'm making A sandwich and you're making B A sandwich, I look at you as my, yeah, you're my competitor, but you're not my enemy. So sometimes I think we look at each other as enemies instead of just, hey, we are competitors. Let's, we can still help each other. So in that right, so how do we deal with this attitude then? So switch gears just a little bit. The attitude of, okay, I've been shopping and doing business with this black business for a while. Mm-hmm. And then there's that moment I receive piss poor customer service. Now, up until then, you know, customer service has been fine. I've never had any issues. But now that this one moment I've had this piss poor experience and now I do not want to go back to this business. I think that's terrible. I think it's terrible. I think but I think what you what we have to do as people is grace. Grace, absolutely, and and also let let the management of that particular establishment know. And like I said, if McDonald's mess up on something, if McDonald's mess mess up on something, we we damn sure writing in uh, a complaint, getting on the website, writing in a complaint, so on and so forth. You know what I'm saying? So if that happened at a black business, I will say you know give them grace and also just talk 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 to the management, let them know about your experience, and and hopefully hopefully they take that as a um as a learning tool and not not that you're trying to downplay their business but take it as a learning tool and improve their uh business i had a, had a friend of the day sat here locally he went to go support a black business up in dublin so we was talking say you know um the customer service the experience it was all wonderful he said the food wasn't wasn't that good he said but i'm gonna still give him a good review and I said to him, I said, you know what, honestly, give your honest review. Because if, if you just, oh, this was great, this was great, and people start going here, eventually he's going to start getting negative reviews because you're not being honest. So if you can give an honest review, hey, experience was great, customer service was great, the view was great. You know, f- maybe for me, the food wasn't seasoned enough. You know, I would have liked to see the food a little more seasoned. And maybe... 10, 20 more people will feel the same way and he can change and become more successful. Constructive criticism. Constructive. Yes. That was it. Yes. That was it. Because I think if you give a great, oh, 
five star this here, everything's great, and then you start getting more people to go there, eventually it's gonna become negative criticism. Where if you can say, hey, this was great, in my opinion, this could have been better, four stars and move on. That's a good point. Don't yeah, lie. I I uh I agree to an extent, but I disagree with, with both of your guys' points too, mostly. Uh the McDonald's uh example, you're not gonna write a letter in. You're going to go right back to that same damn McDonald's and order the same thing the next time, and just hope that they don't that they don't mess it up again. You are correct. You're going to hope they don't make you wait. You're going to hope they don't mess it up. You're not going to do anything but keep going back to it. Then, when it comes to uh, the reviews, you got as black people as well. You got to sort of adjust that that thought to me, to my point of view, because. Yes, you give them a solid review. I'm not saying you got to be over the top and lie and say all kind of craziness, how great it was, but you don't do that to other businesses. You don't do that if you go out to a chain restaurant they may, and they mess up your order or, or there's, there's something wrong with it. You, they're not, you're not going to do that to them, but you'll do that to the black business. But remember, if, you, if you're constructive, if you're constructive, that's going to help you grow and get better. But if 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 someone just says, then why, oh. then why make a review? Why make a review instead of going and talk to that person and tell them, hey, this is what could have been better personally. True, that's, that's true. A too. That, that that's is a, a very good point. good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. And but yeah. as also because, the business have to because, be receptive of that too. Well, I, I think honestly, to to Ed's point, we're talking about small businesses. I mean, they're not they're not they don't have some big corporation where they're sitting in New York City where they're receiving all kinds of customer service complaints. The guy's standing right there. You know what I mean? But hear me out. Go, Small go businesses rely. Let me tell y'all. Online reviews are is huge. Every huge. Thing. I'm telling you because you those search uh, search words when you type in for whatever you're looking for into Google, and if you have horrible reviews or you have fantastic reviews, you, those are the ones that's going to come up because people are saying the most, and those are the things that people are looking for. So. Those reviews truly are huge. Like I'll give you a prime example of 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 why reviews are huge. I just recently stayed at an Airbnb. Now the house and all the pictures of the Airbnb, fucking gorgeous, fantastic. Get to the Airbnb, some half Motel of it six. shit. <laughs> and so you know, I mean, several maintenance issues and things of the nature. So when I talked to the the management of the Airbnb. Their biggest thing was like, okay, well, how do we fix this? So I was like, I need at least half my money back. Right. And so they was like, oh, ooh, well, let's talk to the, I'll, I'll talk to the owner and see what we can do. I'm sorry, all right, do what you do. And so and then they came back to me and said, this was their exact words, the owner is worried about what kind of review are you going to give his property? I said, you know what? I don't usually do this, but to buy my review, yeah, I need about seventy five percent back. That's right. Since we since we negotiate, man, like the Negro, like the Negro. So that I mean that just proves the point why reviews. Huge. I mean, as D said, reviews are huge. They didn't they 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 cared more enough about that review than to lose the money that I paid for I'm that a, stay. I'm a, I, I would tell y'all, I've gave. I've took losses sometimes because a rev- one negative review can overshadow twenty positive reviews. Yeah, so yeah, easy. I mean, that's so, just a society so we as live a, in. Man. As a small business, 
reviews are huge. I mean, reviews is dollar signs. Because, like, I'm with, telling you, with a negative pay, experience, they're going to tell oh, more people so wait, 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 about wait, the negative said, experience. You just said a few minutes ago. <laughs> he just said a few minutes ago that he wanted to give a black business a bad review. It wasn't no, that no, he wanted it, to give a, he it, said, it wasn't bad. 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 A constructive review. I said constructive. I receive constructive. How you can I get better? Do that, though, for black no, let me tell you look, something. Man. You have to. I'm trying to tell you. Reviews is dollar signs. These black men, the money they spend to be online, you wouldn't believe it. I would say, you know, maybe uh, you spoke to a great point. Why not go talk to that guy? Yeah. Now, if you still have a bad experience after you talk to the management or you talk to the owner, yeah. then, I mean, at that point, then you set yourself up for that failure and you're going to get the review that you're going to get. But I do agree. How about we go inside and talk to these people instead of just, go? if we have something negative in that experience and just going straight online to want to post it, um, just, just like you said, go talk I, to I th- them. I think you do both. I think you do both. I think that you, you, give, you give a... You know, at uh, how do I say this? In leadership, sometimes it's like you, you praise externally, but rip their ass internally. Mm-hmm. It's kind of thing. So that's the kind of approach I think that we need to take. Yeah, if, if it's great, one on one, one on one, one on one. You know, talk, be constructive or whatever. Externally, praise it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So great business. I mean, everything was great. Food was great. Service was great. Make sure you post that you know, experience online. You have a negative experience with the business, take that internally and talk with the management. Talk with the owner and things like that. I agree. But okay, with that same right. Um, being, go ahead. Well being 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 completely I just wanted to ask, I got a question for you guys, just being completely honest. How many reviews have y'all done in the past like six months? Zero. Oh Zero. I've, I've I've done quite a few. I I'm not a review person, Three. so I, I, I typically go talk to people about stuff. I don't I don't go anywhere. So. I've done about four. COVID. <laughs> and I've done about four. And where I go, they don't got websites. And I, and I take, they don't got no websites. <laughs> and when I give a, a there's no online presence. <laughs> they, they ain't got nothing online. Uh, you can't find me. <laughs> so, so Ed, to answer your question, I've done about four reviews in the last six months. And when I get feedback, it's not only constructive, but it's transformative because it gives the person who runs the business information on how to make their business better. I mean, you can tell a person, hey, listen, the food was not cold, but you can say, hey, listen, maybe if you made it to order... You can keep it fresh. So constructive and transformative uh, feedback. I, I, I would tell you, as, as, a, as a business owner, I deal with reviews a lot. I mean, when I say a lot. I mean, when people call my office, they say, hey, I, we ask every caller, how'd you hear about us? Like, I track every means of marking their ears. Oh, you are here. You are the top rated. I went here. You know, you were recommended. I that went shows here. Where you spend your money for advertising. Therefore, I know where to put my dollars at. So reviews are huge. Um, I read them. I look at them. If I see a negative review, I'm going to reach out to that customer. We're going to fix it. I'm going to ask them to go back and adjust that review. So it is a five-star and not a four-star. Yeah, I think that that speaks to that marketing piece, though, too. It does, man. I mean, when we talk about, uh, you know, all the facets that are involved in running a business, that's part of it. A, I mean, you, you got to be able to you got to be money. able to sell, and you got to be know who the, who the audience is, and you know how to be got to be able to market yourself. So uh, that that those reviews do play a part in that. Reviews drive your business. It does play. 
it, yeah, the the marketing part plays a part in it. But what we, my problem with our community is that a lot of times we don't choose to understand people. We treat them as if they are white corporations and white small businesses that have been around from generation and generation have been passed around from from father to son, son to daughter, all these things of that nature. And in those in those situations with those white companies, they've got the infrastructure set up. They've got the financials backing them. They've got a cookie cutter thing that grandpa started a long time ago. But when it comes to us and we have somebody who has some great God-given talent or has some passion that they're trying to execute, we give them an extremely hard time when they're probably the first person in their family to start the business. Passion doesn't always equal a good business. That's true, but I I, I I agree with what Ed's saying. I mean, you you got you got to understand and have you got to be more of a, a I guess an aware consumer of how your dollars are being utilized. You know what I mean? So, and what are you really trying to get out of it? You know, what what what, what service are you really trying to get? Case in point, you yeah. can have a, a landscaping service. Yeah. I'm that the, you the guy may not have done the landscaping to the T that you that some other white business would have done. However, you know, is it is it ninety percent there? And you know that if you stay with this guy, that you can have him get it, have him tailor it to what you like. And over that time, he can start to build a clientele, and you can tell him how to coach him on how he needs to build his business. Those types of things can help. Okay, so let me ask, let me switch it up. So, do y'all feel that if I have a current service? Small business, local, I should seek, say I've been with this service for 10 years, we have a good rapport, everything's great, I'm happy. Should I seek out to leave my current lawn care, for instance? Should I seek out to leave my current lawn care? My grass is great, it's green, it's healthy, I'm very happy to go to a black business? No, what I do think you need to do is I think that you need to try to diversify New. What, what, no, listen, diversify the services that you are, you know, requesting of that business that you already had. So if they're taking care of seven things on your lawn, give another, give the black uh, business an opportunity to do one of the seven and so, see how they perform. See, I'll tell you this. So as a business owner, when I, if I have a, a, a client, I may do, I may perform four services there. My goal is to, to perform as many services at that one property as possible. Why? Because that's more revenue for me. I get that. And I'm, I'm building a report. I got one, that cu- that customer is dealing with one, but also, as a, as but a also, consumer, but I'm dealing also, with one person. But, but, as, but as a consumer, you have the buying power, so you need to set your own market. So if you, if you, start, if you start buying different parts and pieces of it at a, at a better buy, yeah. you create more competition, we, we, and we, you also give this other guy a shot. I agree. So, here's my opinion. I'm all for, hey, I need a driveway. Mm-hmm. No, let me reach out to a black-owned, this local company. He may be white, black, green, purple. I don't know. And uh, let, me see, let me see what the price is, the customer service, all that stuff. But I really struggle, y'all, with I have a service right now. I'm 100% happy with it. Things are going well. It's been 10-plus years. If they ain't broke, why would I change it? It's, it's with that mentality 
But see, but listen, tell, but listen. Hey, tell exactly. me about it. I'll, I'll, t- t- please t- do. I'll, I'll jump on this. Please thing. do. The, the, the problem. I'm, I'm a black business owner. I'm, I'm, I, I'm just, I know. I get it. I get I'm, it. I'm being honest. The, pro- because- the problem. The problem is, is that when you when you um, don't reach out to other businesses, um, you don't. You, all these the other businesses don't have a shot. They don't have a shot. So, but ten so years ago, you, I didn't reach out. Right? No, nobody reached out. Yeah. Okay. So I, I I personally to answer your question, if if I was in that situation where I had I, I had a person not black taking care of my lawn yeah. for ten years, I wouldn't just cut him off. Okay. To to go get a a, a black. black a black owned business because like I said, this guy's been taking care of my grass. I haven't had no complaints. Yeah, repair. A report, yeah, and I haven't had no complaints, no issues, nothing. Did you He's say repair? Said no. report. Yeah, it's okay. He's not reporting. He said report. <laughs> It came out a little funny, but it came. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, 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 that's it. He actually looked at his mouth. But to answer your question, I, I absolutely, I absolutely wouldn't in that case. But like I said to your second example, when you talking about looking for a driveway. Yes. Now, if I'm looking for a driveway, that's not something. It. That's not something I already have. Yes. Then I will shop around. I, 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 I will. I will give a black business a chance to come yes. out, and give me an estimate. Yes. And, and as far as just like anybody else, I have them come out, give me a few estimates. Now, if the black business estimate is, you know, one or two percent higher than the white business was, I, I probably still go with yep, the black business too. off the fact that he's I black. Too. So yeah. I, I, here's my question. So I Response mean, outside time? of names, and if they're not easily rec- recognizable. How do you know it's a, a, a black business? I'll give you an example. Um, so the person who used to redo the asphalt on my driveway, black business, uh, father and son, been doing it for forever. Um, I was on a three-year track with this company. Uh, so the father, he, he was ready to hang it up. He's been doing it for years on top of years, and he wanted to give the company to his son and have him keep going. So first year that uh, son is taking over, I get no phone call. I get nothing. I don't I mean, and I do this, you know, every year to get my um, driveway re-asphalted. So, you know, at that point, now you leave a sour taste in my mouth. Now, I'm not saying a, a sour taste against black people, but, I mean, you know how hard we are on each other. It's like, damn, I go to the black dude, and this is how I get done. And then, you know, so then I go to look for another business. It just don't say, hey, we're a black-owned asphalt company. And that's not even a very common thing. I have I've found very few black asphalt companies that, you know, can repave that. So, you know, in that type of situation, yeah, there's a little bit of scoring because I was like, damn, I went to some black folks and this is how I got done. So, I mean, it's going to take some grace and forgiveness to get over that part. And, you know, but I I know I should not be like, hey, I just gave these dudes an opportunity. But then again, like, how do you seek out? Is there a, a reputable way to find out what is an actual another black business? Because it's just not advertised and, as black when, when you're doing yeah, it like that. In our in our in our local area, there are a bunch of websites, uh, columbusblack.com, which it literally gives you a listing of any kind of service or or good that you may be looking for that is owned by a black person. Say it again. In these situations, the problem I have, uh, columbusblack.com. I tell you nothing. The well, problem I'm, I'm I have in these situations. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, brother. Uh, uh, the problem I, I really have with us. Uh, us being so quick to dismiss the black company because of a, a, a quick bad experience uh, is that well how are you how are we going to be able to hold them accountable? Uh, my my thing is if my whole thought process is is uh, also going back to D's uh, uh, 
uh, talk about the the 10-year person. Why are you 10 years in with this white person, and then just now is there a a thought to bring on a black person? Um, Why wasn't that an initial thought 10 years ago? It's it's Um, not a thought. What's that? He he said it wouldn't be a thought. He's going to stay with his 10-year person. He's not going to change. Yeah, it wasn't a thought. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. It's not a thought for it's not a thought for us as black people, but the the Latino community, Asian community, uh, the that, other that, white that's the first. That's what they look uh, out for first. Those, that's their culture. That's their first. Se- well, that's that's what we're talking about. But 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 think, think about. But also, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go years but, back but, with, with, with black businesses. We. But my, go ahead. Go ahead. Ed. Let me make my point real quick though. Is it? Is it? My point is simply that the the they have created a culture that they're going to look out for their own. And also in that culture, they are going to hold the people who aren't upholding the standard accountable because there's so much money from their own group going into them. So if we do take the process and begin the process of putting uh, putting here and there, put more money into black businesses as we continue, as the best we can, because I'm not saying, hey, stop everything you're doing and go to only black businesses. But little by little, if you can start peeling it off and putting it into black businesses, then it becomes – we're a culture, we're a community that's together and united, and we can hold the bad apples accountable. So then we we know that we're we're it's easy to go find out, okay, all right, well this dude, this black man and his asphalt company, he's not running it right. But my man's over here, he's got all the great ratings, everybody loves him in our community. I'm gonna give it to this other black man over here. I mean the prime example of that, I mean as the previous house that I held. I had some garage issues, yeah. and I actually found he was driving around um, on his uh, truck. He has a, a picture. It's a black man fixing garage doors. So I was like, bet. If I ever need a garage door, I, I remembered that. I remembered the name, and so I looked it up. Um, so at my last house, had him come fix a garage door for me. And, you know, it was a positive experience, great experience. Um, so, of course, at the house I'm at now, had some garage issues, and – most definitely, he was the first person I looked up. I forgot his, the name of his business, but I mean, I went searching for, I, 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 I couldn't remember the whole name, but I could only remember a piece of it. So, of course, I'm putting in the search engine, you know, just that piece and looking for that person. So, I mean, we do do those things to, to look for, especially if we have a good experience. Um, I just say, can't say, I mean, if we have a bad experience, we're ready to be incognito with it and move on yeah i'm listening to all this and i think there's two elements that we're missing jb brought up one i think i brought the other the two things that we're missing is education and resources you have one job when you have a business that's to deliver right so your mission your mission statement is always centered around your services and the quality of your services so when you create a mission statement which ed i know you're familiar with your 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 job is to deliver that that mission right so with that being said without education Without resources, you can't deliver. Instead, we jump into businesses we know nothing about. We have no backing. We have no education. So now we have all these ideas that are just all over the place, right? It's like having a bunch yeah, of marbles and, and, and thrown it, on the sidewalk. And it creates a frustrating right. experience. Right, because you have the idea. You just don't have the parameter and the infrastructure or the support to piece it all together. But I would think as far as our community, anyone interested in having a business, I think we should embrace them, but we should also educate them and provide them with resources so they can be successful. And I think that's the foundation of everything. Yes. Resources need to be need to be given to the people in our community. Um, the, 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 I'll go back to the same point. of it's, it's For me, it's an understanding thing because 
I know people I've had to in my my close friend group, my 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 family, where they will they will just flat out just shit on a black company to say to say it in, in the least amount of words uh, when they have any kind of black experience, but they're gonna gonna still patronize the the hair shop with the Asians that don't give a hoot about them, that talk crazy about them every day. They're still gonna go to the nail shop that. That, that doesn't that disrespects them every day. They're gonna still go to the, the 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 chain restaurant or the local spot that still disrespects them every single day instead of giving another black person a chance. Because they're gonna just say, "Hey, I had this one bad experience with this black company, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna patronize them any 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 other time." Yeah. And we just let it go. And it's got to be a process. It's still it's still education and, and resources and such. It's just still a process to say, hey, even if they do make this mistake, I'm not going to put that on all black people because we'll do that and we'll say, hey, one black company did me wrong. All black people companies, I'm good. Yeah, we got to give them having, grace. Having, uh, you guys are a couple of black business owners. I feel like you guys should actually be feel a little bit more in tune with that because you probably lost business due to you guys just being black and you guys have lost revenue just for being black men. I will also tell you, I've have had people seek me out that said they went with me because I was black. And that's from black and white people. Now that's you can, different. You can give one-off examples of white people doing it. Ain't things, just one. But ain't that, just one, that doesn't, change, that doesn't change our society, bro. It doesn't. We I agree. I agree. Society, I agree. Rules, all the rules are not made for us. I, like, I agree. Once again, what I do every day, the rules are not made for you. They are not made for me. They are not made for any of us. So we got to change those rules, right? And the problem is, the problem that our society has with that is that even though the rules are not made for us and the rules aren't made for them, and the rules are made for them, the problem is we continue to overcome as black people. So they continue to just try to, okay, they they beat this. It's like a game, like quality. They beat this level. Okay, let me throw another challenge at them. All right, they beat that level let me give them another thing that's even worse so it's something that it's it's a it's a wicked system that we live in but the more we educate ourselves the more we keep overcoming the challenges and the more equal of a playing field it becomes yes yeah and it, yes but you yeah. as a, a black business owner that's been doing this and you've been in your industry how long uh d how long have you been in your industry um over 20 like 23 years how many black people in your industry have you helped? You mean as far as like, what, what, do, you, what do you mean by that? Like help them. They, they're, they're, they're the new guy on the block. They're trying to learn this industry. How many black people in your industry have you helped? There, there's not many. There's not many. Well, those few, those few that you help? One, one of the, 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 the youngest in my industry. Yeah, so my industry is not one of those industries where everybody wants to do. I, I'm like a yuck so, industry. So why not create? Why it. not? So why not create a program? Why not create a program to educate people on your industry, young whole, people on your industry, whole, so then maybe they take an interest in. I your tell industry. you, let me ask you. I've tried. So I'm probably nine percent black employees. It's, it know is 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 who's part of my team. Um, but um, when they come, you mentioned younger people. I've I've tried I've tried to hire them. I've tried to have interns. Oh, not that. Like there are resources. You you mentioned you mentioned Urban League and and other things like that. 
Why not go to the Urban League and say, hey, I want to do this? Because they have they have their hands in all kind of So here's the thing. So why you, not? You, you, have, you have to remember, when we go back 23 years ago, uh, that was a time where it was a lot of laborers, okay? Right now, it's, people are not labor laborers are not the job to have okay i'm 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 telling you right now being being in it's just not being in in the construction industry is it's extremely hard to find highly qualified skilled or anybody who wants to do what you do people do not want to work with their hands people do not want to you know break their backs to do do much work you know it's just it's just not the same environment that it was 20 30 years ago that's part of society. It, it society is. It is. More, and and I can't change that. More service. Yeah, service oriented. Yeah. To replace the, the handwork. Desk. Yeah. No, no. I'm talking to people who they want to sit down at a desk. They don't want to get their hands dirty. So it's kind of hard to um, mentor someone and um, help them out when there's no. In- I have a son. To me, that sounds like I have a son. I have a son who's a, a black man that's twenty one. No, no. Let, let, let me let, like let me let me tell you. Yeah, let me tell you. Yeah, I have a you son. Earlier that. Okay. I have All a son. Right. He's but he's twenty one, right? I have a son, twenty one. I have a yeah. brother who's twenty twenty four. Neither one of them has no interest of doing what I do, so I can't even teach my own son to take over what I have. Or my brother, because they have no interest. That's the society we are dealing with right now. It's not glamorous. That's still not an excuse to help other people. It's the truth because you don't know there are kids that may be coming up and growing up that have an interest. They have interest in that. So you, they just may not have. They may be a kid in the hood who has no resources, but possibly you reaching out through the Urban League could spark some kid to say, hey, I want to learn about this and I want to do this because I have an interest in this. Like, to me, it's, it's just what black people do. As the reason I'm, I'm not trying to be so hard on you, but the, it's, it's what we do as a people when we get asked those direct questions, why aren't you doing more? We get, we, we make an excuse. Oh, society's changing. Well, it's not changing that bad because you still got a thriving business. You still take care of your family. You still live a really good life. So obviously it's not that bad. On that note, but we could we have run out of time. And right. so here's the idea to leave you black in thought. When you choose a black owned business over problematic companies, you vote with your dollar by divesting, also diversifying from these kind of practices and hold companies accountable. Remember, uh, your black owned business helps support the communities that support you. So why not reach out? DJ Payne One. You know I'm flawed, but you love me anyway. A lot of times I'm so wrong, but you love me. Thank you for listening to this episode, and we want you to come back for more. If you like what you heard, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. We're on all the major networks, Apple, Google, TuneIn, Spotify, and many more. 
Check out our social media and please like, follow, and comment on Facebook, Black and Thought, Instagram, Black and Thought Podcast, and Twitter, Black and Thought Podcast. Please subscribe, share, and once again, thank you for listening. I'm